Ings. Episode 9, go. <laughs> what? I was going, so yeah, let's go. <laughs> Sherman opened it. Episode 9. Oh no, you did record? You were such a jerk. Why? Every single time. Ugh. Okay. Opens. <laughs> Code openings. Uh, I guess this, this is going to be tradition for now on. Well, here we start off with Into the 99, where we have 99 cards because Commander number one. And today's topic is something that we want to all talk about because we're just so sick of hearing this again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But it's cards that everyone says you should be playing, but, but like, like, should you, you be deck? playing them? Yeah, like you don't necessarily have to have them into the deck. Um, you don't necessarily have to get the cards. They are good cards. We're not saying that they're not. Some of them really, really, really rock. But there's downsides to everything. Okay? So, heck. And other options. Yeah, there's tons of better options. Um, so we're going to go over a few things. Um, so first off is that we're going to cover like artifacts and lands and each color. We're going to try to... Talk about maybe two cards, but if we're running, you know, past the time limit, we're going to only cover the one. But it's us. We improvise. (laughs) We talk about everything. Like, oh, yeah, there's this. There's that. There's all these other things, you know. We sing songs in between. Heck. So. (laughs) I feel like like we could go on about this for hours. Yeah, we could go on for hours. Um, We're also not going to consider things that cost a lot of money, like, the dual lands, you know, yeah. anything that's over a hundred dollars, it's kind of pointless to talk about. Like we could talk about things like the tabernacle. Yeah, who cares? Bizarre bag deck. Yeah, you know? I do, Yeah, if you could put them in a deck, yeah, sure. Yeah, but it's not necessarily something that's if you had, an option for everyone. Yeah, if you had unlimited funds, yeah, let's throw well, it that, in. Well, then of course you should be playing all the dual lands in yeah. your five color Ramos deck. Yeah, <laughs> you know you you should be, but. Yeah, that's not that's not what this one's specifically no. about. No, no, no. It's, it's about what everyone has always heard. Someone's looking through a deck, they see something, and why aren't you playing that? Why yeah. why don't you have this in your deck? Mm-hmm. And these aren't hard set rules, you know. They're just um, maybe you, maybe you end up loving these cards and you like them in every deck. Some yeah. of them that I know that Sherman wants to even talk about, I know that I've run them in most decks, and I will continue to do so. So, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I run. Each of these cards in different decks that I have, okay? Whether but, I like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, like, you don't have to. We're not saying that you shouldn't. We're just giving reasons why yeah. you don't well, need to. And it's one of those things that, like, especially when you're relatively new or maybe new to a color type, when you're seeing all these suggestions of, oh, well, you should always play this. Yeah. That's how everyone feels about Ristic Study in every deck. Yeah. Why don't you have Ristic Study in that? I don't know. I, just, I didn't want to put it in. Yeah. yeah. It's, you it's don't not, need to have it in there. Says, but, like, but it's rustic study. There are no rules here. Yeah, no rules. We don't care. I mean, there's rules, but... <laughs> <laughs> the show where we make up everything and the points don't matter. <laughs> Anyways. My starting left total 100. There are no rules here. <laughs> this is casual, Mander. <laughs> I am playing for three decks today. <laughs> and I have nine poison counters, so let's see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, one proliferate and I'm dead. Yay. I like to uh, live on the wild side. actually changed how proliferate yeah. works today. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you proliferate, it goes, it goes down. down. <laughs> Every card you cast that says proliferate, you have to give me a dollar. <laughs> oh. oh. Atrax is my new favorite commander. <laughs> Man, that that defeats my new Modrofa deck now. <laughs> That's my favorite commander. Get out of here. Uh, so let, let's start it off. 
with artifacts. Soul Ring! You guys knew it was coming, let's yeah. face it, yeah. okay? Ranked number one colorless card in EDH Rec. And we're gonna, we're gonna mention EDH Rec for the rankings here, cause everyone mentions it in every single podcast, Everybody's everybody knows familiar. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's a good tool for everyone totally. who's playing this game. Yeah. So Soul Ring, ranked number one. Okay, the way we look at it is that it is the poor man's mana crypt or mana vaults. Because let's face it, mana crypt, mana vault, they're expensive. Not everyone can afford it. Not everyone oh. can find it. Yeah. Okay, but it is the poor man's mana crypt or mana vault. It has been in every single commander pre-con yeah. since, I don't know when. And but start. Since start, every yeah. single one of my commander decks, I think, ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the format that Sol Ring really does shine in. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's limited in most things, but everything is limited in commander, so it kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is the best mana, mana rep card at one mana. Yeah. It's very yeah. rare that I'll have a Sol Ring in my, in my hand and decide to mull. I'll hold it. Yeah. Almost every time. And it works in every single color. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, and at this point in time, everyone's like, well... You just gave us a lot of good reasons why we should play it. Yeah. So why should you not run it? Well, how about the let's let's go off, start off with the command zone uh, episode on stats. Like for those who don't know who the command zone is, they're probably I don't, are they the biggest? I don't. I'd say they're, they're probably the biggest. the biggest magic podcast. They're at least the well most well known. Yeah. Yeah, the most well known for commander for sure. Okay. Um, they talk about commander. They've been around for a while, at least. Close to four years or so? Five years, maybe? I don't know. There were, there were like episode 300 or something like Tons that. Tons of episodes, yeah. Yeah. So, their stats episode, they, they split it up in two parts. One is the stats for the colors and all that stuff. And one, half of it was specifically about the soul ring and how good it was. And their stats explain that, yeah, you, like soul ring's good, but at the same time, uh, most people that play soul ring on turn one or turn two, they don't win still. Because yeah. they tend to get targeted first because mm-hmm. you're ramping so hard and everyone's freaking out. Yeah, you're playing turn three when everyone else is playing turn one. Yeah. So it's intense. It's crazy. Like, so. you're, you're, you're accelerating the, the turns that you're going through. Very, okay. very rapidly. Especially depending on what kind of deck you're playing. Like, if you're playing something that isn't super high CMC, like, that really, that changes the game. Like, if you're playing something like Elves, like, that's going to be, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to mention is... Soul Ring is a great card in a lot of decks because a lot of decks need mana. You want a Soul Ring in a Dragon deck, in an yeah. Angel deck, something like that. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing big spells or trying to ramp out cards, X cost, all of that, sure. But if your deck has a lot of valuable one drops, Soul Ring becomes not as good, especially as far as the game goes. Uh, in Boros Soldiers, for instance, a lot of my cards are a one drop white or red card. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste it on the soul ring because I'm trying to hit a second soldier on the second one and ramp out my soldiers as fast as I can. The colorless mana is not really important to me. If soul ring made colored mana, it'd be great. Oh my god! Oh, that'd be crazy. That's why everyone's going crazy with with uh, arcane signet right now. Yep. Yeah, from Brawl. But that's not even why people are going crazy about the not well not less, not so much crazy, but why they're so excited about the. Uh... The artifact from War of the Spark, the Nimizo face, it was like... Firemind oh, Vessel. Firemind Vessel, yeah. yeah. Two mana of any that color. That was so good, because you could get the two mana. Yeah, and it's two mana of any, any color. Combo. Yeah, color fixing is a great thing. Yeah, yeah but, but Soul Ring doesn't do that. Nope. Yeah, and that's just it. In a in so, an elf deck, you, you want to hit a turn one Llanowar. You want a Findhorn. Mm-hmm. That is more valuable than 
a soul ring a lot of times. If I'm holding soul ring and a Llanowar, I want. I'm gonna that drop Llanowar. the Llanowar every time. Yep. Yeah. Well, like soul ring overall, like you you become the target if you're playing like the first few turns. Yeah. Okay, because everyone's like, oh no, here here we go. They're they're gonna ramp up like crazy. They're gonna drop their bigger spells faster and everything. So that's already a disadvantage for you. Okay, and then later on though. How good is a soul ring on turn five, turn six, turn seven? Well, yeah. As far as the game goes, it doesn't. If you if you hit a soul ring in your draw on your tenth turn, ugh. I know I'd be so disappointed. Yeah, because like you you would rather have some other spell. Yeah. So like we're not saying soul ring is not good. We're saying soul ring. There's a lot of disadvantages to it at mm-hmm. the same time. So it kind of balances out, which yeah. is why you know like. It is good, but at the same time, it's bad. Yeah, consider well, the other uh, effects of it. Consider that turn 10 draw. Consider late game when you're looking for colored mana. Yeah. Like, don't it, just look at it as like this like perfect mana fix. Yeah, it all depends, especially how consistently your deck gets to that higher mm-hmm. mana. Yeah. Something like Chulain isn't going to need this really early because he's just going to be pumping mana out everything, yeah. and you're not going to want to draw it later into the game. Mm-hmm. And also, we have to consider... What colors you're in, like how many colors you're playing. If I'm playing a five color Kendriff deck, mm-hmm. I might not consider that because what is the color that's mana going to help me with when I need the other colors? I'd rather put in like a Felwar Stone or a Chromatic yeah. Lantern or Manalith, something. yeah. Oh, yeah, Chromatic something Lantern that helps awesome. me get a certain color that I need. Solar doesn't help me with that. Sure, yeah. it can get Kenrith out faster, but. Yeah. At the same time, if I want to use this ability... Yeah, what do you, yeah. Can rip without the other four mana is not that yeah. great. Yeah. Gain oh, some I, life. I find its um, utility to be really good in five-color high-cost. Yes. Like, it's yes. really good in my dragons. Yeah, like I was saying, yeah. Ur-Dragon, something like that. Adrazi, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And, in fact, like we were even talking about this earlier when we were talking about Signets and how everyone's like, oh, the Signets are awesome. Yay! That's that, yeah, that would be kind of my option for uh, artifacts that maybe aren't necessarily the most... Um, I've said it the, once and I will say it again. Signets are only good in one deck specifically, and it's Riku. Yeah. In pretty much anything else, unless you're playing a two-color, Sherman mentioned this earlier. Mm-hmm. If you're playing two-color, it's a, it's a great it's right, option. Yeah. yeah. But the more colors you go for, even as soon as you hit a three-color, you're just wasting a spot in your deck, in exactly. my opinion. I'd rather just throw in... The tapped, the tapped uh, duels from Amonkhet, yeah. stuff like that. I would run a lot of the three-color artifacts that run things like the banners or whatever, or the, the oh, yeah. talismans. The talismans. Like, all sorts of things that produce all three mana for you mm-hmm. for whatever you need. Mm-hmm. You know, one extra mana, you mana fix. As opposed to, oh, look, I'm still missing that one color. I have all these other two-color ones, but I'm missing that one. What am I to do? Uh, just keep on putting down something and saying pass. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun. I'd rather play those silly manoliths that everyone has a copy of. I'd rather play the Dark Steel Ingot, the Command Sphere, or Commander Sphere, whatever. Yeah. You, guys know, you guys know what I'm talking about. I don't care. I don't have six of them. <laughs> but, but that's a thing, you know, like. You, let, let, let's figure it out here. You know, how important are this, these signets? They're not like they're not yeah. that important if you're playing more than uh, They're a really nice budget option. E- if, even, even 
then. Even so, I would still I'd always choose rather, a manorlith. Yeah, I'd manorlith. What beats a manorlith? Everyone has a co- like ten copies of manorlith <laughs> from one set. Okay, let's face it. Even the the diamonds, I prefer those over at the moss diamond, fire diamond, any but of those. But even even the diamonds, like for monocolor, I can see. Okay, but if you're in the three, four colors and all that stuff. I, I'm still not gonna run those diamonds. I'm gonna run the stupid banners and on off. Or Thornalville Drain has like the heroic banner or something like that. That pro- yep. like three, that four, whatever one. color. Yeah. You have the uh, the spinning wheel. You know the one that like uh, for Sleeping Beauty. I don't know what yeah. it's called, but that produces one of any color. It's three mana. The reason that I like those diamonds over it. I like things that physically themselves tap for mana. I don't like having to filter a land through. Yeah. To uh, to the signature. You're just jumping off it. through all, all those hoops. Like, hey, look, here's my yeah. new Goldberg machine. I have <laughs> to tap six different things to produce one. One mana. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and then you you know you're playing your turn the wrong way, and then you need you end up needing two white and a black, and you suddenly have like a black and a red and a white because you didn't tap properly, and it only yeah. filters. It just I hate it. Yeah. But let's go on. Yeah. Before we run out of time, because we can keep, <laughs> like I said, we can talk about this stuff forever. Yeah. So let's go into white. White, rank number 10 in EDH rack, Teferi's Protection. I love the card. I love this card so much. Mm-hmm. Best protection spell for white. Um, does not affect tokens or counters as you're phasing out, and it protects you as well. It's instant speed. So, why should we not run this? It sounds like a great card, Sherman. <laughs> yeah, but first off, let's let's just go off over the fact that the price alone is crazy. Okay, we talked about this last time. I bought it like for fifty five dollars last time. Yeah, that's a lot for one bloody card. I already, this is and this is only my second copy when I bought it. But still, that's a hundred and ten dollars on cards. Yeah. Okay. So just one copy is fifty five dollars. What can I do with $55? Hmm. I don't know. Buy 11 cards for 5 bucks each that will yeah. vastly improve my deck. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a deck that you want to make more competitive or you want to, like, optimize it like crazy, you already have a bunch of, like, 5 6 $7 cards or whatever. You don't know what else to do to improve it. Okay, fine. I can totally understand getting to various protection and throwing it in. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you're just starting off, yeah. spending $55 on one bloody card. That you might not draw for six games. Well, you might not yeah. even need it. If you're the dominant player in the game, Teferi's Protection is not going to do much to you. No. What am I going to do? Swing for 100 damage with Angels and Teferi's Protection? Kind of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Let this be a warning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. So it's it's an only if you're losing card mm-hmm. or if something bad's happening. Yeah. And yeah, you might not even play it. Like you said, it's, it is a big chunk of a deck's budget. Outright. It, that's not to mean it isn't good. It's no. a very and, good card. Very but good. And I hear the excuses constantly like, oh, but I can combo with this. I can combo with that. I can like Wrath of God first and then Teferi's Protection. I can Fumigate and then Teferi's Protection. I can do all these things. Once again, it's these just in case scenarios. I, that I hate to hear every single bloody time. Listen, if, as long as I have 18 turns uninterrupted, my entire <laughs> board state, yeah. 23 open mana, no one's holding a counter spell, yeah. then I'm good to go. Just watch me. <laughs> Undefeatable combo where I wipe the board and my stuff lives. And you also it's crazy. have... Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Oh, man. Like, But like, you also have to consider like having that mana up. You know, If you have that mana up, would you rather be casting something or do you have um, 
uh, a mana sinks on the board that you can use that mana for later on or well, for other, something else. The other thing for me is like if I see somebody in white with one white mana available, I'm assuming that they're holding it to protection. It's yeah. not even one white. I think it's four, isn't it? No, it's three. One white and two. If two I see colors. them with the white mana available, I'm going to assume. I assume the best of people. Yeah. If, if, it's no different than when people are playing blue. If I see two blue mana up, I assume they have a counter spell. Like I just, I'm not, I'm not going to be dropping things. The old the blue same. bluff. Well, I'm not. Oh, I'm not going to be dropping things the same way. Like you're going to be playing a little bit closer to. Uh, well, yeah, you you tend to look at that and see kind of what people are doing. Every green player with one open mana, cards in hand. You're wondering if they're holding that fog. Yeah. Yeah, or two mana, like you know, um, what a divine intervention. No, not divine. Whatever the one was, a Johnny coming in. Oh, heroic intervention. Yeah. Thank yep. you, heroic intervention. Permanent indestructible. Yeah. Hero. <laughs> but like overall, like I, I use it to my advantage as well because yeah. if I'm playing white, crush that bluff. Yeah, I'm gonna crush that bluff. You know, because like I've never owned a Teferi's protection in my life. <laughs> someone's someone's counting their damage. What does Teferi's protection do again, guys? I don't understand how it works. <laughs> oh no, go ahead, play your turn. <laughs> you, you guys know me. You guys have seen the way I play. I play the jankiest card, so people don't know if I'm playing their various protection or not. Like, the last time we were playing, and one person tried to get, like, we were playing in a six-player game, and someone tried to cast a creature to, to destroy someone's commander. Well, what's the commander? The one that, like, Rurik Thar, six yeah. damage per non-creature spell. Yeah, and I'm and I'm in the lead because like I'm playing my Ragna Crab deck, so I'm in like 96 health or something like that. I'm in the 90s, and everyone else is in 20s. Everyone else is getting chunked by that Rurik Thar. Ability. Yeah, and they're casting a creature spell, and I'm just like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me think about this for a second, and I'm calculating like, okay, I'll counter it with uh, uh with my um black counter spell. You know, that nobody knew that existed. nobody sees. <laughs> uh, um, and they're it just was like, a, it Why? was a funny result. Yeah, yeah. The look on everyone's face when you hit it. Yeah, and I'm just like, but it's an advantage for me if they keep their commander around, okay? Because yeah. every time you guys are casting something, you're gonna take damage. So I take the six damage. I don't care. I'm going down to like ninety life. Yeah. The counter spell hits different when it's black. Yeah, and it's withering boots, so I lose three more life as well. So I'm like, okay, they lose nine life in total. So I'm at eighty-seven. I'm still ahead. I don't care. The look, I couldn't believe the look that. on the faces of everyone though was just like, <laughs> no one could believe that someone would do that. <laughs> Everybody's like, was why a are you? Yeah, everybody was freaking out. Like, but, why would you counter Rurikthar? life yeah <laughs> but that's that's the thing that's why i like playing jankter stuff because the fairies protection people expect nowadays yeah. because it's so powerful i'm just like who cares about the fairies protection well i, I never it. would have expected what you played yeah never in a million years so and, and like i i bought the second the fairies protection thinking i'm going to put it in some other deck or whatever and yeah. then i'm like wait it goes perfectly with my starcraft deck because it's like if the Terrans lifted up their their base and moved somewhere else and then dropped it down, they're like, "Where did they go? I am protected." Suckers. Said, "Deal with those zerglings the right way." <laughs> Zergling rush. Ugh, I hit you all. So, but that's the fairy's protection, right? Number ten, expensive, like really, really expensive. But once again, it's better to put your money into a bunch of other cards mm -hmm. to improve your deck overall than mm -hmm. just that one card. Even if you did one $20 card and a bunch of lower costs, like if yeah, you had that it's one... Still, it's yeah. still good. A $20 card is still really, really That's powerful. That's major. Yeah. It's like the, it's the same argument. Should I invest like $200 in this dual land 
original dual land or go with these tapped lands. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it all depends really what you're trying to get out of a game, yeah. right? And yeah, yeah. sure, if, you're, if your whole point is that you need to win this game no matter what, it's, it's got to happen, then yeah, Teferi's Protection is great. It's a really yeah. good protection card, but in all other situations, it really is... Uh, do I need this, and do I even have the board state when I draw it for it to be worthwhile? Yeah. You draw it after someone already wipes the board, and then you're just kind of sitting there. I'm just going to discard. <laughs> yeah, well, you're just sitting there, and oh, well, here we go. Oh, no, someone's comboing off. Um, let's see, I'll just Teferi's Protection so I can get second place at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's, that's our white one. Uh, and next one's going to be black. So, black... Who, who wants to take a guess at what that's going to be? <laughs> it is ranked number one black card in EDH rec. Demonic Tutor. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> love Demonic Tutor. I love it too. I run Demonic Tutor. Everybody runs tutors. Let's, let's face it. Everybody runs tutors. This is one of the best tutors for black. Probably the best one considering it is ranked number one. Yep. It is a low-cost tutor. So that's fantastic. One in a black to search for oh, sorcery speed to search for any card you want in your in your deck to put in your hand. Fantastic. No reveal needed. Yep. Yeah. Unlike all the other ones. So why should you not run this? Anyone? <laughs> it's a great card. We all run it. We all admit it. It's ranked number one. But first off, it's the price. Expensive. It is expensive. The Monarch Tutor runs you around $30 on the low scale. Yeah. Okay. Low scale, low end, $30. Come on. For a tutor, it's like, I'd rather spend the extra two to run a Diabata Tutor, which is 50 cents to a dollar. And that one, that one's ranked number three. Yeah. So it's almost as good. Yeah. It's almost as good. That shows you how good Diabata Tutor is, let alone the fact that it costs two extra mana, and it's it's twenty nine dollars cheaper. Yeah, like it's negligible cost. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's already the big thing, the price. Okay, thirty dollars compared to a dollar. Yeah. You can have twenty nine dollars to upgrade the rest of your deck, but not not including that. Okay. When you when you're using a tutor, people freak out. Yeah. Okay. yeah, what are they yeah. going to get? Yeah. Are they getting an answer? Are they getting a combo piece? Uh, I like, always assume a combo piece. I I assume the worst to people. Yeah. <laughs> that says a lot about me. And that's the thing. When, you keep, when, when you're tutor, tutoring for a combo piece or the right removal, people are going to freak out, okay? Because they, they don't know what you're grabbing. You can tell them, I'm grabbing a removal for this, and you're hoping that everyone believes you, or... If you don't announce what you're grabbing, people are like, okay, we're going to target you now, or we're going to keep up that counterspell, or we're going to do whatever to... they have what they need in hand. Yeah. Okay. And then you have the other argument of, but you can use it to get ramp if you're short on mana or color fix your land. If that. that's the case, you should be running more ramp in the first place. One more should, land. Yeah. If yeah, you're demonic you should, tutoring for a land, You don't. should fix yeah. your mana base. <laughs> or you should not have kept that hand in the first place. Yeah. Let's, let's face it, okay? Like, if you're keeping, like, a two-land hand because you have a demonic tutor, because you're like, oh, I can grab another this land. This will get me the swamp I need. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's all coming together. I'm going to ramp into a four-man diabolic tutor for a fifth swamp, and we're there. <laughs> yeah, that's just a bad idea. Yeah, that's a nightmare. So, like... There's, there's some, like, deck editing that's needed to be done if yeah. that's what you're using your tutor for, I think. Well, and realistically, people should just put more lands and decks anyways. Just yeah. across see, the board. You see lots of people just throw in that minimum 32-33, and 32-33 is a great number in a low-cost deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, it's not a great number in anything yeah. else. Like, when I first got into EDH, uh, in my playgroup, that was the consensus. 33 lands. Because yeah. you want to play 33% of your deck as lands. And I'm like, you guys are crazy. Yeah. That is so low. And they're like, how many do you put in? I'm like... I put in anywhere from 36 to 38, mm-hmm. okay, of just lands, and that's not including my mana ramp, yeah. okay? And my mana ramp is anywhere from 4 to 8. Yeah. Sometimes 10 or 12, depending Ooh. on the deck, okay? But I, I'm closer to overall with lands and my land ramp around 45% to 50%. And they're like, you're crazy! Why would you do that? And then we start playing, and the next thing you know, it's like, hey, no fair. You're playing, like, three to four spells a turn. Well, I can only do one spell a per turn. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, a two-to-one ratio is a nice idea. Yeah. I think, I think my Golos deck is, like, 90% land ramp. Yeah. <laughs> 90% As land ramp, land be. Or... It's Golos, so It depends on your commander. depends on your mana curve. depends on everything, right? Yeah. But to have the excuse of... I'm going to keep the Monarch Tutor in my hand so I can grab that mana ramp that I really need. It's really, really sad in my opinion. Yeah. So I I do not agree with this. I do not care about that reasoning. I love the Monarch Tutor. We all love the Monarch Tutor. But at the same time, for $30, I cannot afford to put it in every single black deck I have. No. It's a a good option. Or even if you wanted to play something a little bit more on a higher competitive level. Yeah, scale your power up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, use something like a Diabolic Tutor or just dump in more draw. Yeah, exactly. That's another great fix. Yeah, like with the Madrofa deck I was telling you guys about that I was um, planning to make, it's more on the budget side. And I'm trying to dig through my cards. I'm using Psycho... uh, Lands and cycle cards. I'm, mm-hmm. you have, I have a lot more draw. I have explore. I have all these things to get to the cards that I need. I don't have a demonic tutor. I don't even think I put in a demon, uh, <laughs> the diabolic tutor in there to come think about it. Yeah. I, I gotta go through my deck list. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure I have no tutors in it just cause I'm just like, eh, I'd rather just like put in there explore or a psycho mechanic or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, just to get to what I need. I get that. A lot of my decks are like that. They're just, there's a lot of draw. There's a lot of, even like group huggy sort of draw. Yeah. Like a Temple Bell and Howling Mines and stuff. But just so I can get to what I need. So. And, and black is, let's face it, black is not shy when it comes to card draw. No. Okay. If, if you're in white and there was a card like Demonic Tutor in white, okay, I'm not talking about Idelic or... Um, yeah, just a uh, strict copy but with white instead of black. Metal. Yeah. Then... Then I could totally understand running but, and running, yeah. But at the same time, that tutor would probably be around fifty dollars instead. Like be easy, card, easily. Yeah. Okay, we've seen what happened with smothering ties. It would be a real yeah, pricey. yeah. Smothering ties, and then everyone, everyone's like, I gotta throw in, and I'm like, in everything that has white, everyone's like, oh well, you need it. And you don't need so it. You don't need it. Yeah. Like, 
If you're playing against a Niv-Mizzet and an Ekusar, sure, a great card to have. Mm -hmm. But with Smothering Tithe, it's like, okay, are you going to use that, that mana ramp? Okay, if you're in Bo uh, Boros and you have, like, the Sun Forager, okay, I can totally understand that, right? But if you're playing nothing but, I don't know, vampires, okay, or soldiers, yeah. okay, I would rather not have Smothering Tithe. I would rather put in something that lets you have card draw, you know, like Mentor the Meek, uh, Dawn of Hope, things yep. like that, Temple Me. Bell, Holy Mind, all that stuff. I over smothering type because you your your mana curve is already so low you need that card draw yep. adding in smothering tide doesn't really help you because with all that card draw you're going to be dropping lands every turn anyways well smothering tide and mystic study also just make you sound like you're cosplaying a parrot did you pay the one will you pay two did you pay what do you mean you what do you mean you'll pay the one probably want to grab you are you sure <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think of that, but that's so true. <laughs> oh. What do you mean, you'll pay? <laughs> I love seeing people's face when someone actually just pays it every time. Oh. Like, we pay too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a soul ring. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why everyone said that's we need soul ring. That's why everybody soul ring, because yeah. everybody plays smothering <laughs> time. Yeah. No, it'd be fun if you had, like, Ooh. two people that have smothering time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so those two people that don't, that don't draw... Or don't pay for it. You have the two um, uh, treasure tokens, and then when it's your turn, it's like, no, no, I'll stack those two treasure tokens to pay for the smothering tide for my opponent. And then that's for me. So that that'd be the perfect way of doing it. So everyone, everything's fair. So let's go on to blue, one of my favorite colors. I'm yeah. so ready to talk about this. I don't think anyone's <sighs> ever been more ready to talk about this than me. I'm more certain everybody listening to this knows what's coming. Because it, it's on everyone's list every single time. We're going to put it on ours as well. This is my least favorite card in all of Commander and the only thing here, I here. advocate for being banned. I believe entirely this card should be banned from the format. Should we just skip saying what it is and just go on to why we should not do everyone, it? <laughs> everyone knows what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's Cyclonic Rift. Get out of my house. <laughs> I once again I still I still play Cyclonic Rift. I know you do. Hey, I, I I do it to win. Okay, I don't do it for emergencies. And there I don't we go. I think that right if someone's there. gonna win, if you Psych Rift and win, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, I do it in Rashmi if I'm gonna Crater Hoof Behemoth the table. Yeah, even if someone's gonna like attack everyone and combo off and win, I'm like, and I have to Psych Rift in my hand. I'm like. Yeah, whatever. Let's just it's, let him win. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. Otherwise, you're just stalling the game, and it's going to be another half an hour. You know. Yeah. There are sometimes when you're holding a card, whether it's Cyclonic Rift or anything else, and just because you could doesn't mean you should. Well, yeah, mean you we've should. talked about sandbagging a game a little bit sometimes. Just, it's not. It's not it, fun to drag that game yeah. up the whole. Like time. when you already know who's going to win. Like you said, like, and not, and here's the thing. It's like, I'm not talking about like knowing who's going to win and picking up because like, I'm not really an advocate for scooping. I'm definitely yes. an advocate for playing out the game and seeing how it yeah. goes because more than once have I decided to do that and ended up winning. Yeah. But if you're holding a card like that and you're looking to 
put everything back in somebody's hand. You're looking to wipe the board. And then you guys just end up playing 12 more turns. And that same person ends up winning. Like, what was the point of that? And it also depends on the power level of everyone else playing. Like, yeah. if I have a power level of 7 or 8 and someone's playing, like, a pre-con. Yeah. I'm not going to board wipe. Rift them? I mean, I'll yeah. use a psych rift just to bounce one thing just because. Yeah. Okay. Because I still want... I don't want it to be a dead card in my hand. No. And that's still a strong card. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe I'll be... You know, like... I'll take an ISO clearance after I'm like, No, I'll put the Psycho Rift under it. Yay! You know? Like, yeah, then you're bouncing. Yeah. Your turn, that's all right. Like, who who cares, right? I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but I'm going to... I'm going to sandbag. I'm going to play according to the level of everyone else's deck and my deck. And I want to go for the win. But, like, Cyclonic Rift... We don't even have to go over the benefits. Screw that. Yeah. Okay. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody Everybody knows it. Everyone's seen it. Everyone hates it, but loves it at the same time. Yeah. So let's go on to the next part. I need to straight out say, I do not love it at all. I hate it in everything. (laughs) I've taken out every copy except for the one on Rashmi, and I only play Rashmi if I'm annoyed. If I play Rashmi against you, you have made me angry. (laughs) (laughs) I I have Cyclonic Rift in um, my Locust God deck just because it's my very first deck that I put a lot of effort into. Yeah. So I'm gonna I, I will never tear that one apart. I'll keep it in. Aww. And I have two more copies of Cyclonic Rift, of which I've yet to put into any deck. <laughs> because all my inner ones are jank and they don't fit into it. Because nah. it's like I want to use it for book tribal, but I can't because there's no books. Guys, yeah. these are guys, these are just books. Just yeah. books. Draw, book, draw, Psych Rift. <laughs> so, oh wait, I have a Gifts Grimora. Everyone discards down the hand side, and I'm drawing cards like crazy. Yeah. So, why should you not run a Cyclonic Rift? You like friends. <laughs> that that is one. So, once again, price. It is a pricey yeah. card. Yeah. yeah. It's not as pricey as the other cards we talked about, but it is dropping in price, which I'm very very surprised about. Because it used to be like a $40 card, and it's been slowly dipping. It's also difficult to find as well. You yes. go into a lot of local game stores, you're not going to see it in the shelf. It generally flies off pretty quick. Yeah. And I, I think another thing about this is that because the community is behind not playing it, yeah. people are just getting rid of it, and you're seeing a little bit more Yeah, a of little bit influx in, of stock and yeah. dropping in price accordingly. Yeah. So everyone in the public that's playing Commander that's like, no, I will not play Cyclonic Rift, good on you. (laughs) I am not one of these people, but good on you. (laughs) But we are. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's normally around $20 to $30 now, depending on the condition, what you want and everything. And most of the time we're talking about near mints to mint, okay, deep for these prices. For like things that are like well played or whatever, they're going to be around like $14 to like $19 kind of deal, Mm -hmm. all right? But there's also budget cards that I love to run that people don't run in Commander as much. Um, River's Rebuke has been getting a slow following. It is a six mana cost, four and two blue, sorcery speed, where if a one person, like a target opponent, uh, board wipe. Oh. So the other two aren't affected. It's your tar- you target one opponent. It's Psych Rift at one person. Yeah. For six mana, sorcery speed. That is a very, very fair card. Yeah. But my favorite, (laughs) I love this card, Washout. Especially when I'm playing Memnarch. 
Because <laughs> I'm playing with colorless cards normally, and I don't care what color you're playing. So Washout basically says, pick a color. Bounce it. Bounce all those cards of that color. Okay, non-land, of course. So if I'm playing Memnark, and it's like, even though I have blue cards, I don't have as many as everyone else. <laughs> and back in Sherman! What?! <laughs> it's like a one dollar card. That's cool. It is a good card. I've literally that never heard instant. of that card. That's dope. <gasps> it's I know. So I know. Great. It's cool. Washout's it's... also in Rush Me. Oh. <laughs> I I love Washout so much. It's so much fun. And but the problem is with Washout is that I get this, I get more hate hatred from Washout than Cyclonic Rift. You yeah. shouldn't. Because everyone's so used to to Cyclonic Rift. They're like. People yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people unanimously hate Psychrift, right? Yeah. No so, one expects the washout. And if you're the guy with the color they choose, ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh, look out. It's like, come on, guys. Like, It's not like I play Iona, even though it's banned. Yeah. I would rather Iona. Yeah. I, there were many times, though, like, when... But Iona was one of those cards that, like, when it got banned, I was not too against it. Because, like, many times when I was playing Angels, I would hold Iona. Yeah. And not drop it, yeah. And not, not... Yeah. Because, again, it's one of those things that was, like... It's not and fun any, the cards that The cards that are... That we're talking about, uh, with the exception of, like, the Soul Ring, <laughs> are things that, even though everybody, quote-unquote, says you should run them, some of them are inherently, like, not... Like, the things that I don't want to play are things that, like, aren't fun for everyone. Yeah. Like, those are things that I personally like to avoid. So, although there was a Nyota in, in the Boros Angel deck that I was playing, I didn't like playing it. Yes. Because yeah. I didn't want to ruin somebody else's night just so I could drop this yeah. <laughs> you know? So... And washout is more fair because it can affect your board as well. There's, yeah. There's another really good one as well that a lot of people... I don't actually haven't seen anyone else put one in a deck yet. Mm -hmm. Flood of Tears. Ooh. It's, it, yeah, it's one of the new ones. And yeah. it basically psych riffs everyone. But if X or more permanents are returned, I can't remember how many it is, you get to put one permanent from your hand back into play. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's almost like, um, uh, like Time Wipe where you... You know, bounce one creature back and destroy all the rest, yeah. and then, yeah. So, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, Flood of Tears is actually going to be a staple card in a uh, Nicobolus commander deck that I'm playing. Mm. Because they're Jerk. so, well, they're Jerk. so big, those. Jerk. Jerk. The Planeswalkers are so Jerk. big. You're a right? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I can ever make, go through an episode without laughing. <laughs> Yeah, good luck. Don't face Sherman in the house. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't want to meet him. But, yeah, we can all agree. Psycrypt is pretty bad for that. And these are the reasons why you shouldn't run it. Another thing you shouldn't reason why for Psycrypt is not as bad for in blue, but you have to leave seven mana up. Yeah. Okay? That is a lot of untapped mana. It, it is a lot. So It's an easy tell <laughs> in my mind. Granted, you're in blue, so you yeah. probably have counter spells or anything. So yeah. it's or a minor thing, but or if you have the leyline out, if you have all your mana untapped, I just assume that that's why. <sighs> leyline, I love you yet I hate you. I love just love them. <laughs> I Going don't hate into any of them. Green. What cards are bad at green? What shouldn't you play all in green? All of them. All of them. Green, green is horrible. Green's a friend. No, it's not. I love green, but yeah. no, it's not. We all know I don't like green. This is the only reason why I'm like this. <laughs> I know. Yet I have green. Who hurt you? <laughs> uh, 
that's between me and my psychiatrist, okay? <laughs> so, but I found a green card that I don't really hate it. Yeah. But that's I think it's stupid. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's Birds of Paradise, okay? Hmm. Rank number 11 for green cards at EDH. It's a good one drop, but, but it's, it it's all depends. What are, you, what are you playing? Yeah. You don't need a Birds in your Elf deck? Yeah, if you're mono green, there's tons of green ramp cards that are way better. Oh yeah. Okay. If you're playing multi um multicolor, like five colors and all that stuff, okay, I can kind of see why, but at the same time, there's better cards to fix your mana. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Like people just look at this like this is the best mana fixing ramp card for one mana. And I agree. Yeah, it's a great card. However, okay, it is also in the category of the easiest card to remove yeah. in Commander. It's a creature. Yeah. Okay, let's let's go over the mana. It's barely a creature. No yeah. one. Yeah. I've never seen Here's... anyone be like, I'm going to block with my birds. Here's... Yeah. I've sw- I swing with birds regularly. I find it very amusing to I've, put I've counters sw- on a bird. I've swung with birds of paradise. Like, Brian... I've killed with a bird. Well, same here. <laughs> Brian knows this, because when I was... Playing modern, playing devoted company and everything. I was swinging with Birds of Paradise, and someone would have like, like especially Brian, he would have um, uh, the bridge. Uh, I can't even remember the name. Uh, no, ensnaring bridge. Ensnaring bridge. Yeah, and he has zero, and like, okay, Birds of Paradise swings in because it's zero. I can still attack you. Oh wait, I have Ronus and infinite mana. Blah, 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 blah. Right, so I win win. But that's in modern. That's sixty card. Okay, in commander, let's let's go over this real fast. Okay, mana from best. To worse for the type. Now, number one, <laughs> land. Because let's face it, social constructs in Commander, people normally don't go after land. No. Unless they're playing Blood Moon, which I condole, but I hate being played against it. We're going to condole doing it. red, it's Blood Moon. Yes. <laughs> I, oh. Okay, so land's number one. Second thing, enchantments. Why? So hard to destroy. Exactly. Nobody runs enchantment removal. There is a lot less enchantment removal than Nobody runs it. Yeah. That's the thing. And that's the thing. Enchantments are either A, going on your lands, which we already talked about, people normally don't go after lands, Mm -hmm. or two, they're on a side where it benefits everyone, so people tend not to go after it, or three, people don't have removal for enchantments in their decks. Yep. Because they only have three colors that really have removal for that okay so and, enchantments are and the people second don't best. run as many enchantments in general unless it's an enchantment specific deck yeah in which case it doesn't really make sense in your 100 cards to put a bunch of enchantment removal per so what section. everyone should do is run spring cleaning no yeah okay yeah spring cleaning is such a good card no one plays it it's uh two mana instant destroy target enchantment clash on the opponent if you win destroy all enchantments opponents control <laughs> oh my god yeah it's fun it's fun. Ooh. It's a good one. But yeah, there's enchantment removal is just not really packed into decks because yeah. you're used yeah. to needing to. Ooh, they dropped a Nevenero's disc. Oh, they they have Vorinclex out. Yeah, they, yeah. You need a lot of those, removal. Yeah. You need artifact removal. You need you need all sorts of things, yeah. right? But that's why enchantment is the second best. Yeah. The third best is artifacts. Rock, like we already talked about. Mana rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we won't bother with that. The fourth one is creatures. Yeah. Okay, because you can, they can be removed either from someone attacking, you're blocking, or a lot of board wipes, yeah. or people just targeting it and destroying them. Yep. 
Okay. And but, apparently, they're a little, but they're a little bit better than our last category because they're yeah. still they're creatures. You know, they have other they're functions. repeatable. Yeah, yeah. and, and they you have, can they attack have, with them, and, and they have, yeah other functionality. Yeah. The last one is instants and sorceries. So mana guys or, or stuff like that. No. Yeah, it's one off. You get it for that one turn, and after that, yeah. goner. Yeah. Okay. But considering all of this, creatures are second last. You're putting in Birds of Paradise, being like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna ramp," and then by turn four, it's gone. Yeah. And it's like. Hmm, okay, there goes my plan. Now I'm, you know, I thought I was gonna go crazy. Now I'm not. Yeah. Because all my mana ramp were creatures. Oops. <laughs> Oops. You, you bolt my bird, you're my enemy for the rest of the night. I go bird out of my bolt. way to bolt a bird. I think it's so funny. I, I've been path to exiled on that bird many times. <laughs> <by home. laughs> it's hilarious. But path to exile on a bird, I'm still fine with that because I'll still fetch a land. Yeah. Okay, well, bolt. Well, first off, who unless your deck specifically needs like a lightning bolt that ups the damage, who really runs a bolt? No one. Exactly. Not that great, and uh, it's it's gonna be good in the Sir Kara deck. That's what I'm telling myself. Yeah, that's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> or the Thorbrand, right. um, the new commander of Thorbrand that does one red, red, red. Yeah. And everything that you do for that's a red source deals two extra damage. Yeah, oh, he's gonna be in yeah. that deck too. I ha- I have a lot of fun with that one in arena. But he's a cool one. He's cool. But what's... Ah, green, why? There's so many other things you can do. Like, green is the best ramp. Oh, yeah. By far. By far. Like, even considering instruments and sorceries are technically the worst, in green, it's the opposite. It's one of the best, because you have Cultivate, you have Kodama's Reach, you have Rampant Growth. These are things that are grabbing you lands. open the gates, yeah, everything. Yeah, they're grabbing you lands that are the best for mana ramp, Okay. So, with that, Green just kind of throws this out the window. Yeah. You know, saying like, no, 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 no. The, we're taking the things that are really, really bad, and we're making them We're making them better. just fine. Yep. Yeah, we're making them just fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and it's like, at that point, it's like, why are you running the birds? Yeah. Like, three mana compared to one. Okay, I can understand. Yeah. But at the same time, when, when you're playing in a casual format... Turn normally it's like turn one pass. Turn two might play something. Turn three everybody ramps. Turn four now the, something's gonna now happen. something's gonna happen. But those first two three turns are kind of a they're a wash. Yeah. Well, they're a good way to get targeted too. Like we were saying, if you get the big advantage, yeah, you know, you're dropping a soul ring and a birds. If like, I'm sitting on a four mana turn two because I land soul ring mana vault or five mana whatever it yeah. is, uh, people don't like what I'm doing. No. Nope. Yeah. So. With that, they'll run Birds of Paradise. <laughs> well, no, do or do do or run, do. Do do run Birds of Paradise, but understand what understand, it means. Yeah, you know if it's again, do you need to color fix well, and what do you need on a turn two? Like how good of a one drop is how it? Desperate are you? Yeah, and that's just it in a in a monocolor deck. And I've seen lots of people run Birds in a monocolor deck, and I just why? don't know why. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Run a land of war. Just, yeah. just get more of those. Yeah. There, there's so many. Even like if it costs one more, like Druid of the Cow or whatever. There's a lot of two-drop yeah. green creatures that produce one. Yeah. Okay. Like, just just don't do it. Okay? And you're playing like <laughs> three colors. Okay, fine. Four colors, sure. But once again, there's better ways of doing it. Yeah. Especially if you're in green. The, the Cultivates, the Kodama's Reaches, things like that. Those are way 
better. Mm-hmm. Especially considering like they grab you two lands. One comes in tap, the other one in your hand. Now you have you're guaranteed. Now you're that, ready. Yeah. Now you're ready. You're ramping and you have another land to for drop down turn. for your next turn. Okay? That's two mana, two lands that you're ramping better than the one. Yeah, the one little bird. Yeah. So for me, Birdie, I'm sorry, I don't care for you. I I only I only have it in one deck. Yeah. Okay, and that's my Yisan deck because there's a song for Birds of Paradise. There's also a band named Birds of Paradise, ironically nice. enough. I think I have one in my dragons. I'm sure you have a bunch. For but early this color is, fix. This isn't cards that aren't good. This is yeah, cards, cards that you, that you don't shouldn't need play. to run yeah, yeah. every color. Not every green deck needs or will actually have a use for Birds of Paradise. Yeah. And think of it this way. Birds of Paradise is still like 10 to $14. Birds isn't cheap. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not that cheap. Because it's used a lot in modern. <laughs> cheap chirp, cheap chirp, cheap chirp. Well, there's some, there's some good, like the old artwork birds. Love it. Love oh, it. Yeah. Card. Oh, yeah. Oh. But, but oh. yeah, exactly. It is still it is still also on the pricey card. and But once again, $10 compared to like like 10 cents for a Man of War. Yeah. If that. I think stores just give those out. Yeah. <laughs> what they did before was like a year They're ago. They printed in the, everything. The, they had the special Land of War one where you had to go for the, um, do like the, the entry or the introduction one and everything. I got two of those. <laughs> I got one of those in my uh, Savala deck. They look so nice. <laughs> like the first full art of the Land of War oh, Rose. It's gorgeous. But yeah, like, everything has Land of War. I'm pretty sure you can find them in like dumpsters. Yeah. They're, oh, they're yeah. everywhere. That's true. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, they, <laughs> they they come just like with Omnath for free with Rogue Passage. That that is that is true. Also, people print pizza flowers on the back of them. Yeah, <laughs> here's your special it's on letter the back of your receipt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's green. Next is red, which is my other favorite color. My least favorite color. Why? I, I only like it for dragons. Other than that, I'm like, we don't know each other now. Yeah, I don't know why we play together. <laughs> anyway, so red. This is the rank number three. Okay, keep in mind if you're listening to us, like you know, like hof- hopefully in like three years, kind of deal. You're still listening to us. Things might have changed, but <laughs> as of right now, in 2019, this card is ranked number three in EDH track, and this is called Vandal Blast. Vandal Blast, good card. It is. It is a good card. I do not run a single copy of Vandal Blast. I literally do not. I run it in one deck and I have a lot of red deck. Yeah. But like, let's, let's go over Vandal Blast real fast, okay? Great mass destruction for artifact cards for red. But red's full of it. Exactly. Red has so many artifact destructions. That's kind of what red does. But like, if for red, okay, there's other cards... Oh, let, let's start from the beginning, okay? Let's say you're mono red, all right? Because most of this can be based around if you're a mono color. Yeah. If you're mono red, what are two things that red is bad for? One, red. mana ramp. Two, everything draw. else. <laughs> but yes, two draw. Yeah, okay. So what do we look for to fix this? Artifacts. Yeah, always. Because... We don't. We only have like what, maybe one or two enchantments that will give us mana, like uh, Braids of Fire. But that's only during upkeep. Yeah, that's instant speed mana. Yeah, we have like a few creatures that produce red, like Sisters of the Flame. Okay, but there's not much else. 
So we need artifacts for mana ramp. Hard. Yeah, they're consistent. Yep. Card draw, we, we rummage. Okay. Well, yeah, exactly. You can dig. Yeah, you can dig and all that stuff. But to me, that's not really card draw because I want the advantage at the same time. Well, digging isn't drawing, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I don't consider that as card draw. I want to, like, whatever, if I have four cards in my hand. I want to have five. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Having five and going back to four because I have to discard a card does not count for me. No, it does not. Gamble is not an advantage card. No. <laughs> I I think Gamble's like ranked number 10 or something like that when I, I was looking Gamble. through the list. Oh, Lord. But things like, because people are like, Faith is looting, though, or, or things like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, if you said Tormenting Voice, okay, I would consider that because they're discarding one to draw two. Okay, or drawing two, discarding one. Like, yeah. Whatever, yeah. okay? Yeah, stuff like Cathartic Reunion does the yeah. same thing. Yeah, okay. So you're, you're still gaining at least, you're netting plus one. Plus one, yeah. Yeah. Is not you're not evening out. So because of that, once again, if you're in mono red and you need card draw, what are you gonna look at? Artifacts. Yep. So that's two things that we need that we say that are very, 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 very important. <laughs> We're gonna look at artifacts. And now you're looking at putting in Vanoblast. Destroy artifacts. To destroy artifacts. Why? <laughs> Why? Does it make sense? Okay. Metal Blast is good if you're playing Cranko and all your goblins cost one. Yes. Yeah, I can get yes. that. If but, you're playing a goblin deck, yes. But even, like, uh, sometimes there's times where I don't want to target someone else's artifacts. I want to target other things. Like, I run, okay, uh, I run by force. Yep. Okay, X and a red to destroy X target artifacts. Oh. I can target things. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, and you could do you could hit it for five. Yeah. You know, like spend the same mana cost. And that's the thing. It's like I'm gonna go for the big, like the the artifacts are annoying. And people are like, oh, what about what if people have token creatures? You're in red, man. <laughs> you have board wipes galore for damage, blasphemous acts, yeah. star of extinction, yeah. all this other stuff. Yeah. You know, inferno, pyrohemia. Yeah. Yeah. One. Seriously. Yeah, like come on, people. Red can really wipe the board. Yeah, easy. That's its whole. That's the whole point of red. Yeah. I, damage, 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 damage. Yeah. Don't ask questions. It's like my Mathis deck uh, I have in the works right now. You know, because like uh, Mathis is like the one. Is, is it Mathis? I can't remember. It's the one that puts a bounty on creatures. Yep. Yeah. So it's like um uh Mardu white, black, and red, and my uh, my white creatures. Um, are the only creatures in the deck for the colors. Red and black, there are no creatures. Because all my creatures, I'm giving it protection from black or protection from red. Because all my black and all my red spells are board-wiping damage, like Pestilence, Pyrohemia, things like that. So How dare you? It's funny! <laughs> it's funny! Bounty I board my Oh, wait, mine are still alive! Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine... <laughs> That'd be amazing. But it's, you know, but it's just stuff like that. So, like, I don't care about if someone has, like, a million Thopters or a million Servos, okay? I'm just going to wipe them out with yeah. whatever. It yeah. doesn't matter to me, okay? Yeah, your options are nearly endless. Yeah. And there's other things, like Builder's Bane is an older one, where it's X, X, and red, and does the same thing. Yeah. It destroys X target artifacts. But 
the controller takes damage for the amount of artifacts that were destroyed. And that's awesome. So awesome. if someone has five and someone has like two and you destroy five and destroy two, the one person takes five damage and the other person takes two damage. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Okay? That's not bad. It, it costs a lot, but yeah. whatever. Echoing Ruin. One in a red. Destroy target artifact and all other artifacts with the same name as that artifact. You know about soul rings, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about soul rings. Tokens. Tokens. You know, all, all sorts of things. Yes, we're in a singleton format. Yeah. But people tend to play the same bloody thing. Yeah. Okay? Oh, look. Everyone has a lightning greaves? Let's destroy all the lightning greaves. Hilarious. <laughs> Someone's playing Bruinclad? Ooh! Yeah, <laughs> destroy everything they have. I kept a really, really weird hand. Uh, prototype portal, I think, is the exile artifact, correct? Yeah, and then you could uh, tap forward to bring it out or whatever. I uh, I kept a hand because I had that and seed of the sign out in it. Oh! So every turn I was tapping it, and I I ended the game with like ten or eleven of those because I had an unwinding clock. Somebody <laughs> hit me with that card and got rid of all of my seed of the sign out tokens. I would be very unhappy because yeah. I was so I was having so much fun making a mana every time I could tap that. Which That's would be awesome. and that to me would be hilarious. Yeah. Because like in Commander, something like Echoing Ring isn't usually going to have the same sort of value. But in those instances where people do play like token artifacts. Something guys, silly, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Somebody's coming at you with a uh what's it called? What's his name? Someone hits you with a mirror battle sphere getting the mirror tokens. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that to my ears. I was going to say Sherman. <laughs> I really wish we could, like... I feel like this is a call-out. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Mere Battlesphere I love. Me too. Personally speaking, but that would have been so perfect if we could, like, use it for our logo or everything, you know? Like, have all the mirrors and they're coming out. It's like, into the 99! Yeah. And then have, like, you the know... faces? Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, anyways... Um, before we do move on, Fanart, that please. card also is really, really good against one of the best cards I think was ever printed, Helm of the Host. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah, you're you're making a lot of those things, and if someone has an artifact that is a good thing, uh, a memnarch like Sherman was talking about, any of those things, yeah, able, the ability to get rid of tokens or things with the same name is really, really good because. If you have a lot of them, ooh, that's bad. That's real bad. Yeah. Hey, my, just someone's like my Five. person lattice. And for other lands, and then you get rid of like their dark steel forge, <laughs> and then it's like destroy <laughs> other Oh, what have I done? Yeah, mycosynth, and then hit their forests. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> no. no. Okay. Um, you can tell that he's a splinter player. Does I, anyone have any suggestions for a good green red land destruction commander? <laughs> um, Numa. Well, know he's three though. Because, like, if he's a dragon, if you... Oh, Numa, yeah, the Devastator. Yeah, Devastator, yeah. That's the only one I can think of. Devastating. Devastating. That is the only one I can really think of off the top of my head. Don't put that... Don't you write that down. Yeah, he's he's green, red, and white, I believe. I thought he was the Captain America colors. I could be wrong, though. Uh, No, there's... Oh, shoot, you're right. I think there is blue in that. Ah, oh, so it's blue, red. Yeah, blue, red, white. Okay, never mind. Oh, that's too bad. I was about to go build a deck. <laughs> um, I'll get back to you on that because I I always look at commanders coming up with stupid. Oh ideas. yeah. So yeah. Something fun there, yeah. yeah. Ponza commander, Great. very fun. So let's move on. So we're we've hit all the we, colors. We've we hit. hit all the colors. So that leaves colorless. Yeah, that leaves one type left. 
And that is lands. The honorable mention. Honorable mention. <laughs> okay, so this one, uh, everyone does play, but the fact is, some people will put this in their decks when they really don't need to, and it's just, you just question it. It's a waste it of time. a slot. It is a waste of a slot. And that is rank number two for utility lands in EDH track. Because, let's face it, we're not going to put out basics in here. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, forest, never put in a forest. Don't yeah. Don't put in, like, you know. <laughs> we don't play mountains in this house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Reliquary Tower. Okay. Great card again. Like yeah, we said. Totally. These aren't bad cards. Not at all. Yeah. But these are bad cards to put in every deck. Like, Red Aquarium Tower, Taps are a colorless, and you have unlimited hand size. Okay, fantastic. I, I love it. But, let's let's think of this for a second. If I'm playing something like a Ned Mizzet deck, or a Locust God deck, or something like that, where I'm drawing like crazy, I want this. Yeah. But, if I'm playing something like a Goblins or an Elf deck... Why I, is it in your deck? You're, you don't have a hand. Hazard yeah. the Fervent. Here's my reliquary tower. <laughs> yeah. Like, let, let's look at that, okay? If I was playing Cathnet the Mindful, I want the reliquary tower. For sure, exactly. For sure. Because he can't, like, Cathnet can't do anything unless I have, like, seven or more cards in my hand. Yeah. Okay? Because I can't attack or block. Yeah, so I you want to be able to keep the high yeah. amount of cards in your hand. But Hazard, on the other hand, is like, oh, I can't attack or block unless I have one or less cards in my hand. Why are you putting Reliquary Tower in your deck? And, Please discard. <laughs> yeah, and let's face it, you pr- you have seen someone, I know someone has done it in front of you doing this stuff, you know, having that Reliquary Tower, and they're like, but if I use, like, if a someone Will makes of Fortune... Me draw, or, yeah, exactly. If we get enough cards, then it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you're... You shouldn't be building your deck to be based around what, what other is, people yeah. might do. Yeah. Unless you're like going against the meta or something like that, because yeah. they're playing skin, you know, the same two, three, four people, whatever. Yeah. Okay, fine, go ahead. Well, look at a Muldrotha. Would you want this in Muldrotha? No. 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 Your graveyard's your hand. Exactly. Yeah. I just want to self mill and people exile things with Bajuka Bob, use uh, Mastermind's Acquisition, slowly grab things back, cast like Spell Gorge or Weird or something like that. To like sacrifice or bring back the uh, mind's accus- mastermind's acquisition yeah. to cast it again and bring it back something for an exile. Then cast, you know, like just slowly, slowly turn. That's what I would do. Yeah, like it just there's there's some decks that is just not very good. And how often are you sitting with no max hand size mattering? You yeah. know, how often are you holding eighteen cards? Like man, I wish I had that reliquary. Mm-hmm. It's not often, right? Most people are hitting one or two card draws. We say all the time, card draw is king. Mm-hmm. But who's outdrawing their hand and having nothing to play Constantly, every yeah. turn? Yeah, it it just doesn't happen, you know. And like even those times when you're like, oh, but what if someone playing a group hug deck because they're giving all the draw, right. but you're also getting a lot all of mana. The mana. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're dropping your whole hand anyways, unless you're Dan and puts down tempting worm. Turn one. What a friend. Who is this guy? That was a a good game. Yeah. Turn one, Tempting Worm. That was a real big turn one. Tempting Worm is one of my favorite Lots of people having like seven, seven flyers out before it even got to their first turn. I think it's so fun. I love it. That's my favorite kind of ridiculous magic. That's my favorite way to play. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, you know, people will always come up with like counter examples that aren't really good counter examples. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's like group hug. You you know you'll draw a bunch of cards. Okay, fine, but you're also getting a bunch of mana at the same time. So who cares? Well, if someone's playing Necusar, okay, yeah, but you're probably going to get rid of Necusar anyway. So who yeah, cares? That's the yeah. You're not you're not keeping the Necusar on the field. Yeah. So you can have the draw. You want it gone. Yeah, you want it gone. You're going to be going through your hand like crazy and everything. We've like, talked about this. I hate Necusar. <laughs> We've been through this, guys. Yeah, and then like. And then you have the opposite where someone's like playing um what which praetor was it the uh, the blue one ginger, ginger taxes, taxes. Hey, Brian I am talking about you this is a specific call out post for Brian <laughs> yeah because like you know he Brian, went Brian we love you but you need help yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're only saying this because like was it like on a Friday or yeah. Thursday he's like look what I got the it's a shiny looking, yeah looking ginger at the cards you got. <laughs> And Ginger like, taxes shouldered. Yeah, and this is like before that. There was like a like in our our group chat or anything. He's like, "Oh, look, I'm going to go down here and grab a bunch of group hug." Yeah, oh, like it's a group like hug deck. And he comes and home with ginger taxes. It's like, how is that a group hug? I don't. Th- I was like, please refer to our podcast because I don't think you know how this works. <laughs> so. But Reliquary Tower. Well, like, if you're not planning on drawing a bunch of cards constantly and just yeah. like. Oh, having an overflown hand. Yeah. It's really, the really colorless pointless. mana isn't valuable. No, I remember had her have a tap land or something yeah. that produces like actual color. Yeah. Okay. Like there's there's no no there's no point in running Redicore Tower unless you're like drawing a crap load of cards. Yeah. Alright? So if you're playing like in blue, yeah. okay, I can understand that because there's a lot of draw. Alright? Black uh, okay, I can understand that because if you're like running Necropotent or yeah, I think Ad it depends. Nauseum. I think it depends on your build if it was black. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, it does go back to that question of how often do you have too many cards yeah. in there? Yeah. That's not often. And, and I would I would even go so far as to say to hold off getting one, putting it in your deck until you've tested that deck out a few times and you can decide. Because yeah. Well, there's, with there's the some decks maybe you're going to know. Yeah. Some decks you know you need. Yeah. Like a Nimitz. Like... And the, the thing is, with Red Aquarius Tower, like, people are throwing in so much that the price is getting higher Get and higher. Okay? And it's like, but you don't need this. This is yeah. one... Of all these cards that we are mentioning, okay, this is probably the one card you truly do not need. <laughs> well, a lot. You see a lot of people just put it in things that you just shouldn't have it. Has it has no business And they're like, well, Frail East lets me draw a lot of cards. And you're like, all right, but Eventually, you're in green. Yeah. You have 100 mana and 20 Lana War Elf tokens. Just, yeah. You're yeah. good. You'll play it out. Just It'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. It doesn't matter. If you're okay. at a point to draw with Frail East and it's going to matter that much, like, you have the mana. Yeah. yeah. And well, once again, like, it comes down to how your deck is built. Because, yeah. like, like, in my books deck, I do have a lot of draw. Yeah. So I have it in my deck, but I'm also playing Spellbook, which gives me unlimited card size, or hand size, uh, Library of Lang, uh, uh, the new one, like, from uh, Thornmail Drain. Oleo of Fancies. Yeah. Like, I'm playing yeah. things like that, but it's like, okay, if I don't get a red, red Aquarius Tower, I have other cards that will let me have an unlimited hand size, because... I'm going to be drawing a lot because it's a book travel yeah. deck. Well, I don't cha- have powerful things. Well, chances are, if you're if you think that the Reliquary, Reliquary Tower is valuable, you probably do have other cards like that, other yeah. cards to allow the no max hand size. Well, and it's that's just deck building in general. Like, yeah, yeah sure, it's good, but 
overwhelming stampede's really good. I'm not going to put it in the pillow fort deck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or exactly. triumph of the horrors. Yeah, exactly. or... So it's all of those things. It's just talking about, like, is yes, the cards are objectively good, but are they good in relativity to the deck that you want to play? And yeah. not even that, but are they good in every deck? Because yeah. so many people just stuff it in. There's so many things people view as a staple. I, I have built a lot of decks that don't include a soul ring because they just don't need one. Yeah. And I'm not going to put a soul ring in if it just doesn't just need because. one. Just because. There's sometimes I just cannot find a card to cut and I'll take that soul ring out because I know I've got the cost and there's other things I'd rather see. And for someone like you, uh, Daniel and Hope, you guys have a lot of decks. Yeah. Okay, let's face it. You guys have a lot. For me, I have like maybe like eight decks right now. And even then, okay... Of those eight decks, I'm not gonna put a soul ring in every single one of them, because mm -hmm. sometimes it just gets up there. It gets pricey, right? Because like right now, like soul rings, like anywhere from five to eight dollars. Yeah. Okay, depending on which version you want and all that stuff. Like the really, really old ones, like third edition, fourth edition. Yeah, they're gonna be higher and everything. Okay, but we're talking about the one from the commander decks. Yeah. Okay, those are around like around five, six dollars or so. And even then, that sometimes gets pricey for me because most of the time I like to play budget decks, okay? Like, my Masako deck is a budget deck. I'm going to ramp it up in a bit, but it started off as a budget deck because um, we I had a play group where we're like, hey, let's everyone play, like, enemy colors, okay? So, like, there's going to have five of us. We're going to play. We have a budget limit of $100. And in order for you to win, you have to defeat your enemy colors. And we're going to sit in those positions, okay? And I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, huh, okay. I have my build, and my first initial build was $40. And everyone's wow. like, oh, I got to figure out what to cut because I'm at 200 or 150 I'm like, I'm what at can 40. I add? What can I add? <laughs> oh, well, Soul Ring, why not? Because I'm going to be playing with vehicles, so sure. You know? yeah, yeah, well, like you said, though, if it's $5, I'm sitting at 130 decks. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, that is a lot. Like, for me, 8 decks, not so bad. Okay, I can totally do that. But, like, if you're sitting at, like, even even if you have 20 decks, okay? Like, most, I say most people probably have around 15 to 20 decks when they, they have been at playing the top for a while. End, yeah. On the top end, okay? So, let's say 20, all right? 5 bucks each. It's a lot. You just spent, yeah, a lot. On there. Like, let's do some quick math. Oh, five times 20, a hundred. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just like that. Just for soul rings. soul rings. Yeah. yeah. All right. And that's just like the base model. Okay. We're not talking about like the older ones. Because let's face it. We like the old art. All right. Or um, if you get the masterpiece, which is $500. Yeah. I only, I only run masterpiece soul rings all the time. <laughs> Ew. My soul ring budget turns into $20,000. <laughs> <laughs> But guys, I really like it. I mean, yeah. same, but... But these are all, like, our opinions. Yep. Um, they they are not going to fly for not, every single yeah. deck. And these are not be-all, end-all by no means. Yeah, this is not a hard set rule. You do not have to do this. You can still play your Soul Ring. You can still play your Birds of Paradise. You can still play the Red Aquarius. In theory, Tower. you could play all of these cards in one deck. I wouldn't recommend it, but you could. Yeah, you could. <laughs> okay. But all we're saying is consider other options. Yeah. Look for and other really things. Think about the build that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Okay. Like Just, if, especially again with newer players, and if you're welcome, if you're trying to get into a new color combination that you're not super familiar with, then I wouldn't take 
popularity as the law. Yeah. You know? Really take your time and consider what you're building before you go out and buy a bunch of cards that you're going to end up editing out at a later date. Yeah, and once again, this is like we we play casually. Oh yeah, we're not we're not competitive. No. Okay, oh, yeah. and we're well. Yeah. Well, yeah. nobody was talking about you. But Daniel. you know, you play competitive, but at the same time, when you play against other casual people, you play casually. You're I like, yeah. throwing I like things com- down like crazy, like I, you're, dead, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. But yeah, I think even though you will, you can play competitively. You prefer casual play. I just like to play. Magic. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, you just like to play. Okay, yeah. and we're we're all the same way. Okay, so if you want to play competitive and you need to throw the stuff in, we can totally understand. We're not saying you don't do that. Okay, yeah. but if you're in a casual environment, who cares? Yeah. Throw caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. Okay, like you don't have to have that super super powerful card that's like sixty dollars that goes nuts and then you automatically win. No, you. It's only one card. Okay, make small improvements everywhere throughout your deck mm-hmm. and the more you do that the more powerful your deck will become overall but yep. at the same time if you want to play with other people if you want them to have a good time stuff like that learn to hold back or power the, down your deck at the end of the day it should be about having fun right yeah you like these always, people i think that's what we're always you looking for like these yeah. people <laughs> I feel like air every, quotes every single one of our podcasts is always going to end on it's fun we love magic magic's a game but that's really a point that i feel like we need to drive home it's like this is fun yeah and, but that, and we, we always say that because we do run into those occasional occasions when people are like making this where they're like they have to win winning's number one yeah. If they're not winning, they're not having fun. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're not like if you're playing competitive, I can understand that. But if totally. you're playing a casual setting, you don't always well, have to win. And you I won't. go out, I go out to play magic to hang out with people that I've enjoyed meeting. I, I really yeah. like a lot of people. I love the owner of our local game store. I like all the employees there. The play group is just an amazing like it's, it's a awesome. great group of people. I like going out, talking to people. Seeing them, there's tons of familiar faces, and we have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. and like the place that we're, 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 we go to is growing for Commander as well. So yeah, it's crazy like, when it, you go in. Crazy. Oh my goodness! I remember when he first opened up the store. Like I, I knew the owner before he opened up the store, and when we first got in, like he had like all the people that were like he was friends with, he was helping, and we were helping him and all that stuff. And the Commander Knights. There's like maybe like eight people at most, you know, on some days. And now it's exploded to like, oh my goodness, there's like 40 people here. Mm-hmm. I've counted 60 commander players out. I guess yeah, that's it's insane. insane. It's awesome. It's a real good play space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is fantastic. I love it there. It's Ogre's Den Gaming Club. We should probably name it. It's not oh, yeah. an unnamed entity. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's, yeah, we love going there and we do play... Uh, like we we play against whoever we don't we just don't care. Yeah, we like to go sit down and play. We'll play any size games, six player games. I've played ten player games. Me too. That have lasted well into the night. <laughs> the fastest I've ever played for like uh, how many t- people did we have? I think we had like another ten play, uh, player game, but uh, two people had Mogus. I had my Locust God with Fever Vision out. You know, and yeah, it was just people's life totals were just dropping like no tomorrow. <laughs> we're like, oh, let's prepare for a long haul here. And then 15 minutes later, okay, four people are dead. Who's left? Okay, let's <laughs> let's eliminate these tables and let's scooch together now. That's the thing. Yeah. Eliminate the tables. <laughs> <laughs> Table one unite. <laughs> <laughs> so, but hey, 
let us know um, what cards you guys feel that everyone says you need to put this in, or else you're not a commander player. Yeah. What are your opinions? Well, it could what be do you, so much better. Let's yeah. rewrite staples. Like, what would you even consider a staple as opposed to some of these items? These uh, cards? basic lands. <laughs> that is the only staple I will condone to. <laughs> and maybe evolving wilds and terraformic expanse. Maybe. Maybe if you're getting a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us know. Yeah. Give us, us up on Instagram, why. Facebook, our Discord, into the ninety nine podcast. We yep. want to hear from you guys. We always do. Well, you do. Sometimes I'm just so busy. I'm just like, <laughs> like, there's so I many do. messages. Like, oh my goodness. Sometimes, like, you know, because we have our own little uh, corner for uh, us, you know, the four of us. In the Discord, yeah. In the Discord. And sometimes, between Dan and Brian, they go I swear. Off. Yeah, you guys are like up at like six, seven in the morning, Talking and all I hear is like bling, 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 and I wake up. Or like, Sherman's alarm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need an alarm because of you guys now. Okay, I just wake up and I'm like. Oh. So if anybody out there wants to be a part of Sherman's alarm, please start no. sending messages at six. No, <laughs> Sherman only responds at two a.m. in in increments of eighteen messages. <laughs> if this happens, okay. I swear, I'm going to do something to you guys. Yeah, good I luck. don't know what it is. It will be crazy. Bias boxes of cards? Sure. No. Sharon? No. <laughs> <laughs> On that <Why>? note. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening, tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday. But please don't join the Discord, ju- Discord just to do that to me, okay? Please, please, I'm begging you. Don't end it right now. I swear. Don't, don't, don't do it. No.